Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. I'm here with the usual suspects. Uh, so my name's Liam, and to my left we have... Kath. Paul. Fraser. Matt. Liam too. Liam too, lovely. So we've got the swear jar, as always. Um, that's a pound for, for sort of general swearing. And then double tax for the place down the other end of the A420. Um, who we can kind of mention because there was a reserve match we played in them, which we can talk about as a draw, pointless. Um, yeah, let's not bother. Yeah, um, or for the C-bomb, which also includes a former manager of ours. Um, so let's start things talking about recent games. So uh, last time was just before the Charlton game. Uh, who, who managed to get to, uh, to Charlton? I went. Yeah. 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 Yeah, off we all went. Big big turnout then. <laughs> um, it seemed to be two decent sides. Yeah, was, I thought it was a good game of football. Well, it can still so long ago now. Um, yeah, it was two decent sides playing decent football. First half, as I was saying earlier, it was a bit like a chess match of two sides not wanting to give too much away. And then once a goal was scored, that plan went completely out the window and it was two sides going hammer and tongs at it and it was a bit like a cup match by the end of the game yeah yeah at very end to end I think they had three strikers on at the end but really great to actually see a team come to the Kazam and want three points that much we haven't seen that in a long time which shows that we're now one of the smaller sides in the division that teams granted it's Charlton but they're going to come to us and say I don't care it's away we want those three points we'll keep sticking strikers on um yeah but also, I think teams would come to the camp. The damn it! <laughs> um, t- teams would come to our place, uh, that <laughs> and um, they 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 would they would kind of you know they knew a point was a good point, and they and they you know they would play for that point, and if they got anything else that was a bit extra, whereas I think in this league teams are a little bit more ambitious than that, and they have a you know they have a different way of getting points. Kind of think would do our away form sort of a, a big favour because teams will think, well, Oxford aren't going to turn up because they're a, a minnow or whatever they think. Anyone who's newly promoted is is taken with a pinch of salt to a certain extent. And you'd think that would make away games a, a much sort of better place for us. But last season we were on fire with it and this season we haven't been um, until Bolton, which we'll come on to. A questionable penalty in the, child, in the Charlton game. Um, Phil Edwards... Nudge in the back. Yeah. Sort of fell into the ball. Well, it looked like an obvious push. Like, you know, it you did. see the replays back and he, he's... He... I think what Kane Hemming said after the game is completely true. It, it hit his hand and if the referee didn't see the push, he's got to give the penalty. Hmm. But he should have seen the push. Yeah, we were at the other end of the ground, the general talk in the Oxford Mouse down where we were was why on earth would his arm be up in the air like that? What on earth is he doing? But, um, yeah, I think the reason is arms. Nobody jumps with their arm up there. It's um, And watching the replay, it is a fairly blatant shove. But yeah, but we, we They all do even themselves the... out, don't they, Fred? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, on that note, it is one the of South those End game. Where, where most um, will give it. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, onto the these even themselves out onto the South End game where we got another dubious penalty against, against us for handball against Edwards. Why are you looking at me like I'm the ref. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. This is your fault, Edmund. <laughs> um, That's so. A <laughs> So, um, yeah, on to South End, I said they'd beat us. I called that. I hate Phil Brown. Sort of anti-football tactics always seems to to win out over us, unfortunately. And they, they were coming into that game on the back of such an awful run. And you just kind of think, if any, if any match was going to end that run, it was going to be against us, wasn't it? Because we just, we cannot get a result at South, South End. Like, it's just ridiculous. I don't know, I don't know. I think we... One that one there one against them. Once in the last kind of must be seven or eight sort of meetings with them, it's ridiculous. But all runs do come to an end, as we'll find out when we talk about Wimbledon. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, there was that game. Uh, Matt, you were the one who went to that out of us. Yeah. Um, shame on all of us for not going. But Matt did go. So what? What was your view on the game? It wasn't very good from right behind the goal in that <laughs> rickety old stand, but um, yeah, it was. It, we played pretty well, I thought. I mean, for the most part, we we the first half was not good, not good, but the you know we still edged that. The second half, we were all over them, and you know we came away from it. You could not believe how we had hadn't won the game, let alone you know lost it. It was so you know so many chances, and did I suppose we just didn't take them, and and it, it cost us. You know that. When the penalty w- was given, it was like, well, there we go then. <laughs> That's that then. And, um, you know, I mean, on, on, on the performance alone, I, you, I can't really complain. It's just it's, it's just being more ruthless. That, that will happen throughout the season. We had Rochdale, Rochdale where we didn't play too well and we got the three points. We had Southend where we did play well. We didn't get, get anything from it. Um, but most of the talk after the game from sort of the... Um, the coaches and so on was that the performance was certainly on the right track to to get that first win, the first away win of um, third tier for fifteen years was Bolton, which I went to, and it was brilliant. I must say, I had a great day. We played well, um, sort of completely, completely dominated Bolton. It was one of those games that you watch and. I wasn't aware how much we dominated until after the game. And you watch the highlights and you look at stats and so on. And yeah, we we did extremely well. And then another sort of nod and wink to the the wonderful man that is Maguire, who had essentially a tap in, but still had a real cocky celebration where he just went and smirked at the home uh, at the away fans like, yeah, you've got me. How awesome am <laughs> I? So yeah, that was a, a good game. Um, yeah. So move on to a behind closed doors friendly. Yeah. Did, it, did anyone I... go? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If we did, then we wouldn't load up to it, would we? <laughs> yeah. I think um, I, I only want to mention this for for sort of I don't know if personal um, gripes is a, a a strong enough reason, but um, the game was a draw. It was nil nil, and then in this competition, if it is a draw. Um, each team gets a point, and because if you win, there are three points at stake, there's then a penalty shootout to decide who gets the third point. Um, and the opposition won the shootout. They, they, couldn't, um, they couldn't win the reserve match, even though there were 
60 or what was it 55 minutes with Oxford down to 10 men which was a, a stonewall red card um, I would say um, but yeah they couldn't do that and then they won the shootout I'm sure I heard that was Macca's first red card yep. yeah first, which first red which surprises me yeah <laughs> Well, he should have had a, he should have had one a few weeks before in the home game against them, shouldn't he? Really, he I don't know. I, I was going to say, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was an orange, an orange card. Yeah, we I think we we touched on that, didn't we? Yeah, it was one of those borderline ones. Yeah, yeah. You're saying the ref feels a bit of a favour, probably. No, because we because we'd already won the game in the ninety-third minute when we were two 0 up. You're claiming that as an even self-clutching straws there. You know. It's like you're going to be claiming the bragging rights next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How um, sweet One is reason that? I'd like to bring it up is the tweet that the official club um, sent. I haven't got the wording on me, but it's along the lines of bragging rights at last. How sweet does that feel? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what even a... are you as a club? You <laughs> freaks. <laughs> That's got to be embarrassing. Can you imagine if Oxford did that? Wouldn't you just want to cry? Our official account put a tweet about watching the the Manchester derby before a game and everybody went mad. Yeah. So mm. I can't imagine it would have got a... I don't think it would have been well received. No. would be a no, weird put oh. To be fair, I don't think their fans were that happy. No. That. no. <laughs> we talk about misjudging the kind of... the atmosphere around a, around a club. Well, it's, yeah, because it is it is genuinely, officially a reserve game. Isn't mm. it? Like that's why Macca's red card doesn't um, suspend him for future league games. Um, and yeah, it is a draw. It's the least got footballing rule of football competitions, isn't it? But, yeah. Oh, well, it's a draw. Or well, just do do something else. Just to I don't know. To it is just be trying different. to be be different. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems a bit insane. Because everybody loves when people fiddle with football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. At the hundred and 25 year old game yeah. Maybe it's just, just not working we should prod it a bit yeah, yeah. see what, see what we can no do no one likes it either no one likes watching football no yeah. it's scientifically proven yeah. <laughs> actually yeah it is horrible sometimes that first <laughs> half against Wickham at the end of last season was awful just like that come on just win <laughs> yeah um, Sunday wasn't great <laughs> no no, that, no. Was, that was painful on to that on to that game um, how did people get there overground under Oh, yeah. I said I'd do it, through to my word. Um, before we go, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we can just cut that from the last one. And yeah. put it in. Um, but before we talk about that, um, I didn't make the game um, for, for like, yeah, personal diary conflictions. But um, Kath and Liam also didn't make it because you were running the Oxford half. Yes, so. yeah. Very, well, well done. Running might be might be pushing <laughs> yeah. it forward. Hobbling the Oxford half. The, the last three miles. I'm not sure we really made it above a, a saunter. <laughs> but um, you, but you did it, and and that's great. Did you um, did you enjoy it? No. No. Um, I, have, I I do. Running is a funny thing for me that I I've never been in that much pain doing exercise before. I've done played football and run lots and but um yeah no that was the most painful thing i've ever ever done and then the next day i signed a list that will put me down for it for next year so <laughs> excellent idiot just just for the club to uh, arrange a game probably yeah. yeah thanks sky <laughs> um yeah so well done both of you but um, i say thanks sky but in the end 
happy you missed wasn't it. Wasn't that bothered? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, thanks, Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sky, because um, I wasn't able to make it, I recorded it, um, or had it recorded, because I wasn't at home, and uh, the Skybox didn't record it, so... I knew. Yeah, did did loads of favours. Because we're great on telly. Yeah, yeah. I ended up watching it at a, a pub. The landlord was a, is a Wickham fan. He had a great afternoon. He had a wonderful time. What, because they lost to Yeovil? Oh, yeah, well, I this is this mention. was this is what he didn't care about that. Uh, there wasn't very much Oxford presence, Oxford United presence at the run, visibly. I saw a few shirts. Did see a Northampton shirt with Champions 16 oh, on the back. Yeah. Ooh, Which, uh, thought was, was it a, Big C? Was it Big C? It, was, yeah. it wasn't Big C because whoever it was was running a half marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, you know they probably thought, oh, I'm going to be in Oxford. I yeah, know what I'm going to wear. That was my favourite thing about it. I thought they've worn that because they think they'll be smug. And probably finished about 415th in the race wearing champions all over there. Yeah. And did it in a far less stylish manner than... Yeah, yeah. The finesse in which you did your last three miles. <laughs> um, yeah, so well done. Well done, both of you. Um, those who did watch the game, bad luck. <laughs> um, uh, how was it? Our <laughs> tactics, for some reason, we went to four four two, which, yes, it worked when we changed it against Bolton, but that's because it was Bolton. They hadn't had a shot on target for quite a few matches, I believe. Well, they certainly hadn't scored for four games. Um, we made it five, and then they scored in the next game. So <laughs> sometimes it might work if you switch it to, but... It never looked like it was going to work against Wimbledon. And then it and wasn't changed away from it? From playing from hoofball up to Hemmings, give him a chance. You know, They've got arms around his neck. They're pulling him, pushing him. The referee isn't giving him anything. So don't keep doing it. It's not going to happen. I just don't understand why you'd play hoofball against... Wimbledon, because they're better no. at it than we are. That's how they've got to where they are. That's, you yeah, know, that's what I mean, you expect from Wimbledon, isn't it? It was really strange. And Rothwell being on the bench, I don't question Map. I, I think this is possibly the first time I've questioned him for a long, long time. Um, but we looked like everything that we'd learned throughout the season, we'd forgotten. We'd it was like watching one of the first few games, you know, where we were slow, didn't really know each other's games yet. And we just, we went so many steps backwards. Which not not to take anything away from Wimbledon. Um, they, they won, well done to them. Um, and don't want to hide too much behind the ref, but there were some shockers. In that game. Well, yeah, even though we played badly, if the referee had done his job, we should have been in a position where we'd have gone on to win because but we weren't we'd have well had a penalty, which you'd think with Maguire's record he'd probably put away. And they could have lost a few of their players. And I do think, like, especially you look at like that second that second goal in particular, seemed to be quite pivotal. Um, when I think you almost you, when you're if you're out on the pitch at that that stage and you've had a you know what should have been surely a red card and not 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 given, and should have had a penalty and not given, and then when when they score that second goal where there's a a clear foul and like you know again potentially even a red card offence not given to for them to score a second goal, 
you can kind of understand why the players probably thought, you know what, it's just not going to be our day. You know, why are we even bothering? And, and I, you know, I do think when things are going against you like that, sometimes you're going to get that sort of display, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I, for one, am, am sort of quite pleased that Wimbledon have beaten us because going into every game where you go, they've never beaten Oxford before, it's sort of like it, it's a stat that doesn't do anyone any favours. Um, because right there's us. a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of pressure on it, and um, sort of from both sides. And it's yeah, it's pointless. It doesn't matter. It doesn't like move towards anything. It just makes the game a bit more sort of edgy. Fraser, did you did you go to that one? I was I was at that game. Yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy it? Uh, not really. No, it wasn't wasn't great, was it? Um, I thought when. We had we got the goal on forty eight minutes and then we had a, a golden opportunity I think on fifty five minutes. Had the fifty five minute one gone in, we would have been in for an amazing, you know, thirty five minutes of football because to be three 0 down and three two with half an hour to play, I think they might have been completely different. But um, you know, I I do agree for the records. I did I am the person who says it levels itself out across the season, but I do agree his performance was horrendous on. Sunday, yeah, in in front of the cameras as well. Yeah, I mean, the fact he didn't give the penalty, I, I don't know how he couldn't have thought that was a. It was so obvious. I didn't even need the. I mean, I watched the replay. I didn't even need it at the time. You could obviously see it was a, um, a penalty, and uh, yeah, the tackle on uh, Dunkley was awful as well. But um, yeah, and that's my only issue with with constantly saying we were done by a ref. We were done by a ref. Is that. If we go into the next game thinking there's nothing wrong with our game, we're done by officials. That's just such a bad. I think that's just a bad mentality yeah, I, to get into to not think there's anything wrong with your game, but, but it's all an official. That's one of the things I love about Map is yeah, that he yeah. does. He's very much at the end. He was fuming in that game, of course, but yeah. at the end of it, his public statements have been yeah. But at the end of the day, we weren't good enough. Yeah, yeah I mean, and it's, it's, he's very on a level. Like every time he does an interview. Um, that as they always say, we don't. You don't get too high when you win. You don't get too low yeah. when you lose. Yeah. And the same applies to you. Can't change an official's decision. You can't. They will affect the game, but you can't affect them. So yeah. you just have to go with it. And if yeah. a ref's having a stinker, then you still can't switch off. Yeah. And I do quite like that the assessment from from each of us, those at mm. the game and not at the game, has been a kind of like, well, we weren't good enough, yeah. but the well, ref was also terrible. I would think one person who's rubbing his hands together is um, Nelson because he must have been watching for a while thinking, how am I going to get back into this side? And now there's, there's a door. That, that performance was not Dunkley and Raglan that we know. It just, it just they, wasn't. No. Well, the, the pass for that third goal, oh. and it Scar- was just there was no one there. Uh, Scar's getting injured. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll be all right. Um, but... I mean, the first, okay. the first, yeah, the first and third goals were, were rubbish. You shouldn't be conceding things like that. You know? mm. I mean, the second one, obviously, you, you know, and even after that challenge, it was a great finish. But I think there know. is something to learn, though. Although, I don't think you felt you had to appeal as a supporter because it was an obvious foul. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, the players stopped. He ran past two players before putting it into the top corner. Eastwood ran off the line to complain about the foul. Uh, yes, they, 
But you are meant to play to the whistle. Well, that's yeah, that's but school But having said that. that, I have seen people complaining and saying that we're soft. You know, we should be complaining and saying that there should be a red or whatever. I think that's what they were potentially doing there. Asking yeah, yeah. for a red card for is that tackle. But you play to the whistle. Isn't the equivalent when defenders ram their own arm up in the air to call for offside? And Rather than stop, tracking back. What are you doing? Well, yeah, did yeah. They, um, <laughs> if we were talking earlier about the Peterborough game. There was a goal in that where it was the lad who used to be at Exeter, um, Nichols, and three defenders stopped, watched oh. the ball go out for a goal kick, and it didn't go out for a goal kick, and he ran through, picked it up, and put it in. Yeah. Mm. And you do just think, hang on a second, you're a professional footballer. Yeah. That is schoolboy. I mean, surely mm. not, you'd like to think a lino isn't going to go, well, I wasn't going to give offside, but all those arms have gone up, so now <laughs> I will. You know, I don't know why. They, it must just be a, something that in footballers' minds, they just in the moment have to do that. I don't know. Maybe, cause, well, it, you know, it started sort of happens, Arsenal in the 90s, didn't it? Was yeah. their oh, kind of like, for it, weren't they? Well, really, yeah. you stop, you put your, and it yeah. just puts some pressure on the lino. Yeah. But Lino's decisions and, and refs, obviously, they confuse me sometimes. Against Bolton, there was an offside from a goal kick that was given. Mm. And it was given against Oxford, and Oxford players obviously said to the ref, that's a goal kick, can't be offside. Mm. And he, he must know that rule, but he's still stuck to it. Like, surely the logical human thing to do, to make sure Oxford aren't punished, because like, obviously nothing happened from the free kick, but it's essentially given Bolton the ball when it should have been Oxford's. Mm. Um, the logical thing to do is go, oh, okay, uh, it was a moving ball, retake the goal kick. But no, they go, no, it is a free kick and we're going to stand there's, strong in this offside that can't be there's offside. There's no rule in... That's one of the things in football is that there is no allowance for a official's mistake of what you do. Whereas something like... um been watching ice hockey recently with the Oxford City Stars is if they give offside and it's not offside they will actually hold their hands up and say that's a mistake and go and because they, the way they do a drop they drop the puck and um, they'll actually go to the center ice and do it take it from the center so neither team has uh, positional the, yeah, advantage yeah, yeah. and the rest will actually you know, yeah. hold their hands up and say yep yeah, i was wrong but i think one, that's so. half of the hatred with referees in football there, they make a mistake no, the um, efl or the fa defend them to the hill and go, did yeah. you see the incident? Yes, I did. Oh, well, they're right then. Or there's insufficient evidence or whatever. And it's like, no, they're humans. They make mistakes. Mm. Everyone understands they make mistakes, but you need to acknowledge it. They're not uh, yeah, super Yeah, I think human. it's a vicious also, circle, isn't it? That you if you also don't acknowledge get... it, um, then, then people will just get more angry about yeah. it. But then also they obviously feel if you do acknowledge it and we're constantly acknowledging when our refs have made mistakes, then it's making us look bad. Well, maybe they yeah, shouldn't so. make mistakes. But I think right. also you get these, like, I, you know, somebody who says, I used to be a referee and then they'll defend every one of the decisions, even if they're clearly wrong. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I think referees do do that, don't but, they? But all I you have to say is, club. it's really difficult. It's almost like the there. goalkeeper's union. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. what, it's, what it's like. But I mean, like, you know, it doesn't help when you've got someone like Darren Debman, who... He gives has, refs a bad name. Exactly. It's not just that game. He's got so much He's previous. already had complaints about him this season from yes, other teams. Exactly. And on a few occasions favouring Wimbledon. I'm not saying yeah. he was in that game. 
because he was bad both ways. But you ways, do wonder why the effort. It's almost like they're going, well, he clearly wasn't favouring them, so we'll give him another Wimbledon game to prove it. Yeah. To prove that we don't think he was favouring Well, them. yeah, and but it's... then surely if you're in his shoes, you go, right, that is a penalty, you're off, that was a foul. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't go, well, I'm in two minds, I'll, I'll you know, side towards the Wombles. But, uh, you know, the other thing that frustrates me about that is that he's obviously been doing this for years, and he's and he, he seems to keep getting these jobs, and he's you know he's being showcased on TV. You compare that to you know this big double standard with like the Premier League. That I mean we um, with with part of what we've done at the, the Oxford Mail is that, that we had we were covering um, when when Graham Scott was was elected into the um, the kind of the the uh, elite group of of referees when he started getting Premier League games. And he he did he had a few games and he did all right and then he had one absolute stinker it was on TV I can't remember who who it was but he made a, a handful of really poor decisions and like game changing decisions and he's never refereed in the Premier League since that game and you know which you can understand why but then why is it that if if someone has a stinker in a Premier League game they they're shunted back down the leagues so we have to get them again mm-hmm. but when but when someone has has numerous poor performances and gets complaints about them in the Football League, there they are, they're still yeah, being handled like games. There's a, so. there's a flaw, isn't there? That, oh, that, well, that's your, your reference in League 1, League 2, yeah. so you can be as... It's like, oh, it's only once you've got Wimbledon, up to cares? that level, you can't get dropped down again, whereas... I feel that without the jingle, we've just had what grinds Matt's gears. Uh, possibly and was, that was yeah. it. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I think we've that all had that. a what grinds the fence and pods gears. Yes. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. for people who didn't, like... Obviously, the ref had no bearing on the re- overall result. We weren't good enough to win, but also let's have 15 minutes right of refs. the refs. Yeah. It, it won't necessarily become a regular feature, but we, we touched upon it last time. Um, Kath, your love of formations uh, and how important they are to you. Um, how do you feel about the fact we changed to 4-2-3-1, which you love? as we know from last week. And then we've been dabbling back with 4-4-2. Sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. Well, one of the things I love about 4-2-3-1 is the fact that it can evolve without substitutions mid-match. You can make it 4-3-3, you can make it 4-4-2. So it should easily move into one or the other. If you go, we don't need the extra man in midfield, um, stick one of the wingers up front and push one of the mid- centre midfield players wide or push him up, whatever. But, and we did that against Bolton, and well, though we did it with a substitution. We mm-hmm. made the change, and it worked. And that sub was incredible in the second half. Maka was brilliant. Yeah, but then then go 4-4-2. But we didn't then... 4-4-2 is much more rigid. We didn't then evolve it and go, this isn't working. Maybe we, you know, we're getting overrun in midfield. We're sitting too deep, whatever. We didn't, didn't evolve it, and that's a bit unmap-like, to be honest. He's quite proactive normally rather than reactive as a manager um well we're talking about how great the charlton game was and it seemed to be two good sides managed well trying to figure each other out in the first half and that that shows a tactical awareness and skill that appleton i think possibly one of one of appleton's worries with 4-2-3-1 is that until hall is fit we don't have players who are perfect in each of the positions because um, I, I would say that Maguire is probably the player who should be playing at the point. Uh, and then you're left with Circum, 
uh, Lundstrom and Rothwell fighting it out for the two sitting roles. And I don't think he knows <clears throat> who he wants in those positions yet. And, that, and then maybe with Maka being sent off against Swindon, it showed that he's got that Ooh. edge that... Ooh, yeah, he's whoa, brilliant. Whoa, in, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Pound in the jar. <laughs> Pound in the jar. Um, <laughs> it shows that he's, um, he's, he's that player who fires us up and did it hugely last season towards the run-in, when Maka was out, we really noticed it and our energy levels were low. And you bring him in and the energy levels skyrocket, but he does play on that line and you can't have players having to play 60 minutes because of it. And maybe that sort of worries him and that's why Maguire's been playing wide. And I, I think maybe that's why he went back to 4-4-2, that he's not 100% convinced at who... It plays in the, Almost like those with roles. the Cambridge game, um, yeah. where he's gone, right, we're not ready for that yet. Let's yeah. take a, a step back and, and work with what, you know, can happen. Yeah, and, and regardless of what formation we play, and then people talk about 4-2-3-1 getting the striker isolated, but if we're just going to smack it up to Kane Hemmings, then... It doesn't matter. He could have five strikers around him. If he's playing against six foot five centre halves, he's not going to win the ball. Um, that's the whole point of having the three in the middle is that we keep the ball better and we move it about. And Hemmings doesn't have to play with his back to goal as much. I'd love Hemmings to score and us not lose two one. Because that's yeah, every time he he's scored. He's had a bit now. of a kiss of death recently. Yeah. Do you just get to the point now where you think if he scores, it's like oh, we've we've lost <laughs> we've this lost game this, now. Yeah. Shocking. Against Southend, that was my first thought. Well, we've lost the other 2-2-1, so... Right, other things going on um, at the moment. Uh, I, I feel we have to mention the stadium. Uh, we won't go into any great deal because no one really knows anything. But uh, it, it appears that a, a group have approached um, Kassam. I can say that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, good. Um, That's his and, name. And said that they would like to buy the stadium, and he seems up for it. Do we think it will happen? Do we think it will happen this season? I think it's too early to say. I think it will happen when Halfreed is over, if I'm honest. I think he quite likes getting his uh, several hundred thousand pounds a year in rent from us for not doing anything. Why would he, why would he stop? It's not going to happen. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, yeah... I, I wonder how far along the line, I know Oxfox have been working incredibly hard to have these conversations and get them out in the public because they have been working on it for a long time. Um, but, yeah, because ultimately at the end of the day we're so at his mercy because if something happens and he doesn't like it, he can just turn around and go, yeah, I changed my mind. And I think yeah. that's everybody's fear that no matter how far along in negotiations we may be with him um everybody's very wary um so yeah i think yeah. He, he's proven from from i mean it's a few years ago now but from his time running the club you never really know what he's going to do and i don't think especially when it, that's what makes him such a difficult businessman to deal with is that he's not he doesn't he doesn't always make the decisions that are best for everyone i think he he can kind of he I makes would, rash decisions every now and then. I would, and I would say now, though, this is a positive thing. Yeah, uh, this is as far thing. as anybody's good. come. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and well done to everyone who has been part of that. As, as Kath said, it's, it's been difficult and it is, 
you're, you're right, it is very positive and well done. It, it's only put us in a stronger position than we were in. Yeah, um, fundamentally so a dialogue is important. If, yes. if nobody's talking to anybody, which is my worry that when, you know, whether rightly or wrongly the club are withholding money, is that all that does is um, sort of push everybody apart. Exactly. Yeah, um, and you don't want to antagonise him, do you? Because, yeah, because when you like want say, something he, out of him... Yeah, yeah. We, we're at, we are at his mercy. If we want things, we have to ask for them. And if we're doing things to piss him off and refusing to use his name for the stadium and things like that, they are little things, but they can turn around and him go, no. Nah. Yeah. Can so, yeah, I had to mention that. Go on, Matt. I was just going to say about the, you know, the difference between the club buying the stadium or, or Daryl Eel specifically. After all, we know he's had bids turned down and the difference between that and someone like Oxfox owning it where you know that whoever owns the club then they're, they're not in an, then in a position to separate the ownership of the club from the ground like like Kassam did mm-hmm. it, it would be if 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 Oxfox could pull it off it would be the best the oh, best possible yeah, outcome oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if we can separate, keep, keep the, the stadium separate from the club and the chairman can be whoever they are and they can own the club but if the community always owns the stadium, it can make money because, frankly, that's not a conference centre that's there. We, you, there's so much more you could do yeah. that actually would host conferences um, and things like that. That if the club had or the community had control of it, rented it to the club for a nominal amount, um, that, yeah, it's absolutely best case scenario all round, I think. That works elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it, it's most successful elsewhere. Right, so looking at the games coming up, we've got um, Bradford, who up until now have been unbeaten. Good. Runs are meant to come to an end, haven't we? Yes, that? <laughs> yes. Unless you're um, South End. We've then got Coventry, a, another sort of big game um, on account that it shows how far we've come. We're playing at a stadium like that, which is, you know, undoubtedly a pretty stadium, like like playing um, Bolton. And um, Fraser, you were a fan of MK Don Stadium. Oh, you loved MK, didn't you? Well, it was a nice looking stadium. It was just dead. It was just nothing, nothing going on in that place. But it was... You just, you, we're we're talking about the stadium, not the city as a whole. Yeah, yeah, the whole, the whole. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was nice to, it was easy to get to, and and it, the priorities it right. of football fans. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was like it was just dead. There was no atmosphere. I don't know how you could have an MK Don season ticket and enjoy going there. Get I'm wary that the Rio might be a bit like. Yeah, that. I think that's basically going to be the thing. Which one? Um, Coventry. Coventry. Coventry, yeah. Well, they obviously had their issues a yeah. couple of a couple of seasons ago. But yeah, playing playing them, then Port Vale. Uh, then we've got Chelsea in a behind closed doors friendly. I think it's their under twenty one side, and they have to field six under twenty three players, and then they can field anyone else. So a French person can score a hat trick. That's fine, mm-hmm. and that helps so the development of the John English Terry's game. I think the it's yeah, yeah. really really clever of the Czech trades people whoever runs it, I don't know, um, to put all of the matches on international, you know, weekends when, so that all of the professional clubs that they've invited in, they can't play their 
best youngsters anyway because they're all playing for the under, under 21s and, and, and yeah whatever uh, well done in terms <laughs> of progression for the uh, you know development for the um, the national team it seems like possibly the worst idea ever because the players who are going to be going on to play for the national team are already playing for the national team yeah. that's, that's where they are during yeah. those during those games um, then we've got Shrewsbury and then Coventry again that's how close we're playing them it's about a month away between home and away. Um, so where do we think we can get points in those ones? Bradford, as you say, runs are there to be beaten. Well, it really wouldn't surprise me. I might have to release this on Monday and cut it. <laughs> <laughs> it really wouldn't surprise me if Oxford beat them, you know. We, we, just, we are the sort of team who seem to, you seem to break these sort of runs, or, but we also are the team that start team, other teams' good runs as well. So Yes, as we guy, seem to have had guy, with uh, Sheffield yeah. United. Well, I think we'll yeah. win. Well, I think we'll draw. Well, I think we'll lose. We'll yeah. Lose yeah, I think Coventry is a good shout for six points in there. I think their their fans are not happy generally. I don't think they've um, got a new no, manager now, haven't they? <laughs> Sorry to any people listening from Coventry. Yeah. It's an easy joke. I went for it. They've got a new manager, though, haven't they? Oh. Venus, apparently. Venus Williams is managing <laughs> yeah. Coventry. Wow. Thought she was still. Tennyson. I think she's Where eight. are they? Are Tennyson, they... that's the correct... Um... Tennyson. Are they oh, at the Rico still? Or... Yeah. For now, yeah. yeah. Or not, cause it seems to be up in the air again, doesn't it? I think they're, they're, they're there until the end of next season. But, uh, and then what, actually, are they going back to we? Northampton again? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who because knows? Will they even have a club at that point? Who knows? Northampton... Will they have a stand then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> again, Who knows? <laughs> I know we're... How far are we going with this? So when we'll we go through nice, our... will have a nice holiday, though. That's, they can guarantee that. Can we, we talk about them needing a, a stand? Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go through the league and so many clubs have issues with yeah, their ground ownership or their club ownership. There is something quite sad about looking at... Um, when was it was the Reebok, wasn't it? The Macron up, up in Bolton. That was 90s. That was built wasn't it mm. and then you've got yeah yeah of course um yeah i used to have a gola like a pair of poppers i think um yeah um uh, but yeah you've got that one you've got obviously mk dons as, as we've said um rotherham it, you, you do sort of look at the kasam and go uh, it's got it's got potential but there are others that were built in the last 20 years mm. that just sort of they didn't come from Stand Ikea in a flat yeah. pack, though. Like it just, no, that's it wasn't very It wasn't very well designed. It wasn't very well um, executed in terms of the way it was built. It's not been very well maintained. So no wonder it's it's a dump. But we want it. We still want it. <laughs> and yet we're still going to pay <laughs> through the nose for it. Yeah. That's why I hear the foundations of the thing are really yeah. good, but it wasn't designed necessarily by a football stadium architect. That's the problem. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was off the shelf. Oh, okay. Stadium inverted. <laughs> Yeah, which Warehouse is why the stands stadium. are so far away from the pitch yeah, and things like that. There's proportions, aren't there? Oh, to, so in theory you could have a running track or whatever. Yeah. Or to have corners to fill the corners in. I think it's just their individual stands that weren't really thought about as being a football stadium. Mm. So that worked well. There's so much potential there, the back of the stadium. Because there's a, behind the east stand, there's a massive space that's what designed exactly for a restaurant. Is that, is that mm-hmm. what that is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it goes so much further back. And uh, right at the top there is space for a you know big, oh, big restaurant. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, obviously the Fine big dining. 
That's, you know, <laughs> the, it's yeah, the East exactly. you want the fine dining. Yeah, yeah. Or the away fans, as it like Well, hopefully be. one day that will be the away end. But that yeah. was and the can... original plans, was the East yeah, stand Yeah, and then the it was meant end. to be like a double tier feature stand in, yeah. the, in the West. Well, the I'd West like point. I'd like that to be a nice, you know, when we, when we, get, the, when we get the stadium and we, we build the full stand, which obviously is going to happen in my lifetime, yeah. um, we'll, we, I'd like to have a, a nice stand that doesn't doesn't look anything like the three stands that are already there is a nice kind of um does it have terrace. a throne in the middle with matt written on yeah. it well yeah, we could just call it the matt bruce stand i don't yeah. know i'm um, put that one sweet. out there not stand sweet i like that matt bruce, literally sweet. if it is going to be a big arm armchair type want thing no i won't want any seats i mm. uh, have, have a terrace ah You'll have one seat just for you. Build the the London Road. Just rebuild it behind <laughs> without the asbestos. Well, no, well, the asbestos <laughs> is fine by me. I bring, don't care. Bring it along. <laughs> It'll add to the atmosphere. Um, right, that is unfortunately all we have time for. Um, oh, I did have a. Uh, we got a message um, on Twitter asking and. For those who went to the Wimbledon game, I just remembered this, um, to discuss the halftime, in quotes, entertainment. I believe it was the same as the Brighton game, if anyone went to see that, in which they had two, like, um, Toblerone-shaped pieces yeah. of foam, yeah. and people had to try and pass it from the halfway. There are other chocolate bars available. Yeah, uh, again. This person described it as just like the game, worst of the season. So. One thing it might be worth saying, the... Um the applause for Lewis Mannion on yes. the yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really moving. Yes. Yeah. It's very, very moving, actually. Mm. I think that was probably the highlight of the, the day. Apparently, mm. Neil Ardley joined he, in he as did, well. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did, yeah. It was fantastic. And all of the Wimbledon fans, yeah, they, nice they all um, acknowledged that the mid 20 minute clap and the family going on the pitch beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you bringing that up because that is definitely important and yeah from what i hear it was bad halftime entertainment yeah so. i think they they try and all different sorts of things it yeah. tends to be sponsors come in with things and that's yeah. what i mean we've had kicking balls into boxes you I know and do you remember the black and rounds thing where they had to run around the the circle was that a thing or a dreamer there was like oh, a tire in the middle. And yeah, and you had to get the mm. ball through the tire. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was that wasn't too I'm fine when, with hitting the crossbar. I know people are, yeah. uh, take it or leave it, but it's so simple. Did anyone ever see Northampton where they kick but, it into the boot of the car? And you, you oh, do we've done that at Oxford before, many but years ago. That, was, no that wasn't that was great. Yeah. Ever was the the best thing again. that they yeah. did was the amputees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can we get a soundbite of that? If anyone is listening and would like to make some sort of ringtone from that soundbite, <laughs> that's horrific. Uh, I think we all know what he meant, though. <laughs> if you don't, don't run we're not going to explain it. No. We're just going to uh, leave that there. Well, you can just listen to a previous podcast. The collection are all available. If you uh, scroll through the At The Fence End Pod Twitter account. You could just get away. Which, by the way, oh, looks good. like it's going to be staying as the fence end for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Even if we get the stand there, then, yeah. you know, we it will still be we the We could uh, print it and be the podcast formerly known as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do that. Um, we could put it out to votes, but I'd prefer that suggestion. So, good. And we're not a democracy, so. If we put it yeah. out to Much votes, like I'm voting company. for one in a row. 
<laughs> How sweet does that feel? <laughs> uh, right. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for. So thanks very much to everyone for listening. Thank you, uh, everyone in this room, for this lovely chat. Although the most recent result hasn't been what we wanted. Um, onwards and upwards. I feel we've just got our Barnet game out the way. We uh, messed that up last October. So, yeah, we've just done that against Wimbledon. So onwards and upwards. We're still going up. There's another soundbite for you, Fraser. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll speak to you at some point between the two Coventry games. Thank you and goodbye.